Welcome back to Oh You're That Mom. I'm Jamie. And I'm Amber. We're so happy you came back for another listen. We all have a tendency to judge others, especially when it comes to being a mom and when it's outside of what we would consider our norm. And if you haven't done that, you're a liar. So each week we interview different types of moms and try and address the stigmas and stereotypes that surround her. So sit back, grab a drink, relax and listen. Just kidding, you're a mom. You can't relax. You'll be up four times. So good luck with that. Cheers. I was like, whoa, I've got three kids. There's I no could anxiety poop about anywhere. being in front of anybody. Yeah, I could poop anywhere if I know I'm never going to see the people again. I could go into the habit in any city and just vomit and not care. It's that I'm... She could also vomit on a bar in a, or on the bar top in a bar. In a oh. club, actually. And then walk away. I threw up in Wow, that bar. bartender must have been, like, so nice. I don't re- even remember the bartender. I remember barfing and my friend walked up and she's like, I'm going to get a drink. I'm like, no, you're not. We're walking away. Walking away. She's like, no, no, no. I'm like, no, walk away. So I didn't even make eye contact after I drank my drinks. I barfed and I just walked away. Walk away. Yeah, like yeah. a real disgusting pig. Okay. That was like 12 years ago. So I've learned. Have you though? Now I wait until I get into my friend's car and then I bark. In the in and out parking lot with a cop around. When I'm Maybe trying you to bark be... because you have acid reflux. No, I no, bark because she of drinks the a lot of alcohol. Sheer oh, amount okay. of alcohol I try to shove down my gullet oh. on well, a bad day. Right. But living and learning. Here we are, thirty-seven years later. And you're still alive. Thirty-two years later. Wait a second. 25 years later. I'm trying to think. Last time I did it was... You were 37. I'm not even 37 yet. I'm still 36. Until You'll May. be 30. Okay. So you're 30, 36. 36 was the last time you did it. January. Yeah. 36. So in May, it will have been a whole... Kind of like a year ago. Three months ago. No, it's December. January, February, March. Yeah, three months ago. <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but it had to. it had to happen. I had to rise from the ashes. I just phoenixed right after that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Straight up phoenix. Full 20 hours of barf, and then I was like, listen, from the ashes I rise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've been recording this whole time. <laughs> As if no one else has had that experience. Right? So welcome to our next episode. We have a new guest. Shirley, you have two ma- not matching shop- shocks. Socks. socks. That's true. I don't wear matching socks. That's okay. That. No, no one in our family wears matching socks. I and can't. you know I what? If you're going to judge bed. my kid for not having matching socks, the fact that they have clean socks on is the best I could do. It's not even judgment. It's that if I know they look different, they will feel different. I don't care about anyone else. It's Your kids like have them. matching socks? Yes, they do. All um, of the time. Yeah, we aren't peasants. <laughs> <laughs> That's I not know you've met my kids, That's not so true. you know. Yeah, yeah. If they've got one thing going for them, they have matching socks. <laughs> yeah, but the knees are never intact. I love it. Okay. <laughs> they have just knots in their hair and have blown out the knees of every pair of pants. However, they have matching socks. For me, socks. it's just because I'm already going through the clean laundry matching my socks, so I match theirs. But I cannot, if I know that they're, even if, like, these packs, they come in an eight pack but it's just the the color on top is different 
if I know the color on top is different, they will feel different in my shoes. Oh. What? What is wrong with you? It's just one of the many things. I don't match socks. They're all white. Everybody wears the same kind. I have Except one for the fact that you're wearing a purple pair and a well, gray pair. Well, mine's different. My kids, though. The kids. Like, I buy them all the same socks. Okay. To be fair, your pajama pants match your socks because you have purple pajama pants with gray and white polka dots. But then you have a gray sock on and a purple and gray sock on, which are the same sock, but in different color. Yes, they are. So it's all coming together. It's all coming together. It's okay. new. It's like all the same top to bottom. It's right. Just it's socks. complimentary color. It is. Okay. It's It, it works. <laughs> I have two matching socks. They have llamas on them. I can't do. I mean, just, I can't. We are the worst, apparently, our family. I just, I can get over a lot of things. Like, I could go probably six days without washing my hair but not matching socks is kind of it's just I can feel the difference on a spiritual level it's in deep. your soul <laughs> super deep <laughs> wow yeah. from top to bottom left to right front to back side to side <laughs> <laughs> okay that being said welcome Shirley to the show well, thank you <laughs> I will always cough every time you record right you need to stop. Are you done? Did you cough it up? You need to stop smoking the marijuana. Obviously. Shirley, can you introduce yourself? I will. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> tell, sure. tell us about yourself. What, uh, like, I'm... Welcome to this world. My name yeah. is... Shirley. Shirley. Okay. Yes. And age, you, how many How kids, old are you? Marriage, oh, okay. Okay. Not working. Gotcha. So, I am married for... We'll take that long pause out. Okay, we'll take that out. I've been married for, Tom and I have been together for 20 years. Okay. And I don't know how long we've been married, but we've been together for 20 years. <laughs> we have three kids. Okay. Uh, two dogs. And I work full time. Okay.-ish. And. What are the ages of the kids? Oh, 13 years old, 10 years old, and 6 years old. Okay. And. How old are your dogs? And first off, can we, we can name your kids. I mean, not name your kids, name your dogs. Hey, tell oh, us my, tell us the oh, name oh, of your dogs, <laughs> please, because it's super important to everyone to hear the name of at least one of the dogs. Okay, please. so my oldest dog is Sweetie Belle. Okay. And she's uh, nine. Okay, and the other and one. And my other dog, da, da, da. <laughs> Oh, my God, Becky. Yes, her name is Becky, a little white Pekinese, and she's five. Becky. And she's just the friendliest, friendliest dog ever. And she will be like, well, let's Does she say, look at that butt? It's so, so big. big. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. Okay. Can I ask? So it's not Rebecca. No. No, her name is Becky. And who named her Becky? Apparently her former owners. Her former owners named her Becky. Yeah. We have many We could do a her. whole show about Becky. We could. We call her. <laughs> one of our daughters has several different names for our dog, Becky. She comes, like, with this whole list of, like, Becker's, Snowball, Abominable Snow Dog. <laughs> oh, that's uh, how we would be, too. We call her, like, you know, Ewok or oh, so or white, the White Chewbacca. Or we call her the White Shadow. <laughs> Turbo? Yes. That is era. cute. However, her name is Becky. But however, her name really is Becky. I can't go over it. Oh, my yeah. God, Becky. Oh, my I'm God. I'm just Becky. really ready for another dog. No, you're not. No, you're not. It's not true. You already have two, and they're beasts. And mm. just walk away from that. They just really walk away. 
they do Walk get away. a little bit into... You don't need that dog anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll Walk just, away. Like, I'll take my chances if no one's there to get him. I'll just grab him and head home. So right, that'd be totally fine. Let's let's start the show with what kind of moms were you guys this week? <laughs> what kind of moms were we this week? Yeah. So uh, Corona, the COVID nineteen has hit. Oh, masses. Let's mm-hmm. talk about this real quick. Our stores are closed. All of the stores are closed. There's no toilet paper, paper towels. Hand sanitizer has been gone for weeks at this point. Also, can I just tell everyone in the world that um, coronavirus does not cause diarrhea? There's no. not even pasta sauce. What? Or pasta. But there's green beans? Green beans were the only things left. I know, that's the way to me. French cut. French cut green and beans. And I like me some French cut green beans. I don't know what everybody is thinking. You're going to eat a can of peas or corn over French cut green beans? Right. I think I texted you this week and said, remind me on the show the next time we record, like, this is the type of mom I am this week. But I can't remember. totally rem- did. I can't remember what it was. because it So, so are you the hoarder mom? She, yes. Uber Listen, I am every single mom. I am the homeschool mom now. I'm the work from home and try to raise kids mom. I'm the fight with your ex-husband because he's a douche mom. I am all the moms. What kind of mom Siege. were you? You did tell me, but that was a while ago. I, I don't remember what kind of mom I was. Um, it's been a while. So I think it wasn't like a great one. It was not a good mom. You were yelling at your kids for, for being something. stupid, which... So this mom, I was a workaholic mom because I work in HR and I have Oh yeah, to, people are going crazy. They yes. want to know LOAs and policies and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and so I need to assist in the facilitation of a work from home workforce, which we've never had before. So I have been working like crazy to get that. Do you have a due date? It's done. The problem is it's done, and then by Wednesday, there's going to be new protocol well, like, trickling down. Things are going to get nuts. So, because we've never had a work-from-home policy or workforce before, essentially, the next couple of weeks will still be a challenge, because people are just not used to this, and we've never had to deal with it before. And so everyone is hyper-vigilant, and yeah. just in a heightened state of arousal, and it's... Oh, you said aroused. I did. <laughs> it's just everybody is already yes, literally how I run all the time. But people now are people like getting on my level, and I'm like, how does it feel? It's awful, right? Right to be that anxious all of all the time. The time. All, imagine trying to sleep feeling like that every all of the single time. day on your best day. This is how you feel. Right. Welcome to my world. Right. I yeah, know, I get it. Um, Sometimes I can't breathe and my heart just, my whole chest just gets like cement. You need a Xanax. So does my, my middle. We did, well, my middle has been very interested in art and she's a very, very good artist, which actually came out of nowhere. She had an art show Wednesday night and I told her like, you have to remind me because I will not remember. She remembered at 637. It ended at 6.30, and she was hysterical, and I felt so bad because she was so, so, so excited. And I wanted to give that to her, but, I mean, if I just can't remember. There's just so much crap going on that I cannot remember it all. So unless somebody reminds me or you say put it in your calendar right now, I will absolutely not remember. So I felt so, so terrible. Were you a good mom this week, or you epically failed like the rest of us? Oh, no, I was a good mom this week. Mm, cool. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. 
I feel like I was, I mean. You're not a fail mom. I'm a really mellow mom. I think that my reactions are all more personal than how they affect my children. It's more how they affect me. So it's not, I don't snap. Danny has been gone for almost three weeks straight for pleasure, not for work. Fun, fun, fun. And that was, I think, waking up with the baby who is not a baby but has also decided to get up at 4.45 every single morning Mm -hmm. has been very difficult for me because I am not a morning person. And he's very demanding. Yes. And the girls are not morning people. So I get very angry and I'm like, will you just stop? And he's got like his whisper is, hey, and yeah. it's like so loud. I'm like, it's will like a, you like bring it like down? Ten whisper. Right. It's terrible. And he has to have all the lights on and it's very specific on the Cheerios and the water, but it needs ice cubes and, yeah. but it can't be in that color cup. It's just like, it's just a lot. And, and it goes like that. So it's just been, that was hard for me. Mornings are hard. And the lack of sleep is really killing me because the anxiety goes with the lack of sleep and then it just sets me up for failure the whole day. Mm-hmm. Sleep is important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Shirley, why are you on our show tonight? Uh, because I love my dearest dear friend, Jamie. Mm-hmm. And? and uh, because she very politely asked me if I would be on this told show. Told you. Valen told you. But also, mm-hmm. and? Uh, and... Because I believe in supporting strong Okay. Women. So, <laughs> what kind of mom are you? Oh, oh, what kind of mommy? Well, there's a lot of good moms. But, but, but why? Oh, so my uh, mom is, I am the oops mom. You had an oops baby. And an oops baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was like, I oops, I socked you in the face after we were done having sex <laughs> because I knew I was pregnant. <laughs> that's pretty much how that went down. I okay. feel like that's not uncommon. No. No, no, no. And that's why I think it's a good episode to have because yeah. it happened. So you have three kids. Your youngest was not planned. No. Albeit the love of your life. Surprise. The apple of your eye. The sun, stars, and moon or something. Something like that. But he's he's the the greatest. However, However he was a surprise. He was, was a, yes. Okay, so let's talk about how that happened. That's very dangerous. Okay, so you had sex and you got pregnant. Yeah, let's just let's just call it that. But but also I knew immediately after that happened that I was pregnant and, t- and my husband was like, "You're not pregnant." I'm like, "I know that I am." Okay, so by surprise, we mean you didn't think that you could get pregnant. Oh, no, no, no. I knew that I would get pregnant. Because I'm one of those people that, like, you breathe on me and then... You're pregnant. Then I'm pregnant. Got it. So I just didn't want any more children at that point in time in my life. And, and what type of precautions did you and your spouse take <laughs> you in so order political. to prevent another pregnancy? Okay, so when... With my You're son, youngest. with okay. my youngest son, my only son, my sweet babu. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> You're my, a little Mowgli. He's my little sweet babu. Um, I, I not on birth control because it makes me look an insane, crazy person. And so we only used condoms at that time, and so it broke. And I knew immediately. <gasps> Wait, the condom broke? Broke. Okay. You and, felt it snap. Yep, and I knew immediately that. That's I was how pregnant. hard you were getting banged. Oh, I can't believe I said <laughs> that, but I'm going to keep that in the episode. Ugh. Gross. 
So, and I knew immediately that I was pregnant. So, ahead of that, was your spouse supposed to go get a vasectomy? Um, we hadn't officially talked about it. Okay. But we had, I had made it very, very clear on many, many, many occasions that I did not want to have any more kids because I knew where I was just emotionally. Yeah. And I knew where we were financially. Yep. And I was kind of, I was already at the limit. Like, I just didn't feel like I could, um, you know, bring another human into this world. So and you, life. you felt like you were done yeah. and you had communicated that. Yes. Multiple ch- times. And so... Just because you feel that way doesn't necessarily mean he feels that way. No. So what I would say to some people is that if you haven't had that third baby and you don't want another baby and your spouse says to you, yeah, I don't want another (laughs) baby either. You might want to like elaborate, elaborate on that and really find out whether or not that person really doesn't want another baby. Because I found out after the fact that you were already knocked up. Um, af- yeah, after I was already knocked up. I found out later, after our son was born, that, that my husband really did want another baby. Oh. But he didn't tell that to me. He was just telling me what I wanted to hear at the time because he didn't want to create any tension because we were already at a sort of difficult crossroads okay. in uh-huh. our marriage. So I would say to anyone who is in that situation that you really, really, really need to be honest with your spouse or your partner about whether or not you want another baby. Okay, that's fair. Because if you don't, then this stuff happens. And then, then you one accidentally get pregnant. And you accidentally get pregnant. And, and then he busts through a condom. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's why I just got my tubes tied. But it was a terrible experience. So I, I have not don't heard good it. things about that at it's all. It's awful. It hurt. It's very, very terrible. Yep. But literally, like, I got pregnant. And then two months later, I told I told my husband, I'm like, you must go get a vasectomy right now before my son was ever born. Even though I wasn't thinking through that clearly because what if he I had lost him, which was highly unlikely, but had that happened, then I probably would have regretted that because mm-hmm. getting a vasectomy undone is like five or six thousand dollars. So yes, that's we expensive. Do so yes. But yes, our Successfully. our uh, what the Christine, our uh, oh, Christine, Christine, work mom. mom. Oh yeah, our career mom. Career mom. mom. Kyle had a reverse vasectomy, mm-hmm. 50-50% chance, and she got, they have two kids now. Two more kids. I would totally believe that would absolutely happen to me if we had got right. that vasectomy undone. It would have resulted in many more So, symptoms. as we speak, he's actually recovering from, just kidding, oh. <laughs> <laughs> from a reversal. Just kidding. Uh, yeah, so I would just say for anyone who is not, maybe you or your spouse does not want another child, make sure that you guys are on the same page. I had an, another friend. And she kept deciding whether she wanted a baby. She was going back and forth. Back and forth. And she had a really difficult time getting pregnant. Um, and her tr- her marriage was not mm-hmm. in the best condition. And I told her, I said, I'm not saying that your experience is going to be like mine. But if you guys want another baby or don't want another baby, you both need to be on the same page. And you both have to be 100% to say that you're going to be happy no matter what the outcome mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. So I would say that if you if you're waffling back and forth, mm, you need to have some honest conversations about why either why you don't want to have any more kids because that's something we never talked about. Okay, I know I didn't want any more, and I had reasons, but I never in detail gave that information to him. I was like, I don't want to have any more kids because I feel emotionally just maxed out. Like mm-hmm. I've got two little people here, and I'm working, and I and you're never home. Mm-hmm. So. I just 
don't feel like I can handle any more of that. Or I don't think we can afford any more private school mm-hmm. right now because we're already paying for two other individuals to be in private school. So there were a lot of different reasons why um, I didn't want that. Looking back, if the situation had been different, I probably wouldn't have been that upset about it. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, oh, okay, well, you know, right, I'm pregnant, so. Here we are. Here we are, let's just keep moving forward. But because there were other deeper reservations about it, I, it ended up in a not so pleasant way. Here we are six years later. Yes. And you regret it. I don't regret it. Okay. I mean, I don't regret. And I, by it, I mean your child. I don't, I don't regret, <laughs> <that. laughs> I don't regret my sweet babu. Um, I had a friend at the time who my neighbor who lived across the street from me, mm-hmm. who she had three sons. They were all vastly um uh, different ages. One was like 21. She had a 14 year old. And then because oh, she, like when she got married the second time, her husband had no children. Okay. So they wanted to have at least okay. one together. Mm-hmm. And so she got pregnant when she was like 40. Oh, wow. 42. Okay. And she said if, ha- if he, if her husband had already had children, she wouldn't have done it. But because he didn't have any children. What like, a good wife. She, you decided that she, and she loves her son. And I remember I, she saved my life because there, she kept telling me, she's like, one day she's like, you're going to look back on this. And she says, you may not feel like you love your baby right now. She says, but you're going to, one day you will say, I cannot have lived my life without you. And she just kept telling me that mm-hmm. and telling me that. And everyone's like, why are you so upset about being pregnant? And, you know, I remember telling my doctor who was my, well, my chiropractor at the time. And I was like, I'm like, yeah, I'm pregnant. It sucks. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I have never seen anybody have such an angry reaction <laughs> about being pregnant. I was just rolled my eyes. And, um, but I, but my neighbor, she just, she just kept telling me, she was like, you're going to love this baby. She's like, you may not love what's happening right now, but someday you're going to, you're going to, and you were going to say, I could not live my life without you. And I'm so glad that you're here. And I told her, I really hope you're right. Mm-hmm. So, um, I would say if you feel like you're alone or you're isolated or your spouse is not supporting you, you really need to either find their therapy mm-hmm. and find some good friends who are going to encourage you and love you and just kind of hold on to you while you walk through that experience because she's a person that did. My mom was gone. She had moved out of state at the time. And so um, that made that even more difficult mm-hmm. for when um, I was pregnant. Because I wanted her to be there. My sister was gone. My mom was gone. My all my cousins had all moved. I mean, I had no none of my family was there mm-hmm. who had been there when I had the girls. So we had like you know my mom was there, my sister was there, my cousins were there, but then when I got pregnant, everybody like moved away. Yeah. So I felt really, <laughs> like there's another one we got to go. Yeah. Home, so <laughs> <laughs> I think I felt really isolated when I had him. Um, but my yeah my neighbor was the one. She's like someday, someday mm-hmm. when you. I know you don't feel that way now. And people would ask me why I was upset, upset, and I kept telling them, I'm not upset at the baby. I'm not angry with the baby. Right. I'm angry about how this happened mm-hmm. and about situations that have nothing to do with this child. Well, but you also, in your mind, thought that you were done. Oh, and yeah. that that will could make you angry by all of a sudden your world is tipped upside down. It was. And it's not something small. It's not like... Mm-mm. I want to say it's not like I didn't think the paint color was going to be the start, right? The yes, yeah. The wall is a different color than I had anticipated. Yes. I don't love this car as much as I thought I would. Uh-huh. This is yes. 
I was not planning on ever having another child, and all of a sudden I now have an additional person that I need to take care of. Yes. For and the magnitude, yeah, and the magnitude of that responsibility. Yes, yes, it, and it is. It's not like oh, that that dress doesn't look good on you, so mm -hmm. we're just going to try on a different dress mm -hmm. or do or change that up. And mm -hmm. it was, it was. Um, there was a lot of consequence involved involved in that. And I will say something about that when um, I had talked to my mom like about three or four years after my son was born. Um, I literally felt like I was stuck in a state of grieving. I felt like the day that I conceived, somebody pushed me into a grave and left me there mm -hmm. in a dark, dark, dark hole. And it just it impacted me. It impacted the girls. It impacted my... It had such a deep and widespread impact in our entire family. Like Because you were just not prepared for it. Because this. I was not prepared for it. I was really angry about it. Mm -hmm. And it just... It was like just spread everywhere. And I was just angry all the time. Has anyone ever, or did, when you tell people that you were having another kid and they were super surprised, did, has anyone ever said to you, like, you do realize that having sex could get you pregnant, right? Or uh, my like, dad told me that no. both times I got pregnant. No. no, nobody, no, nobody ever told me that. They were like, aren't you so happy? And I'm like, no. Okay. But they never said, like, well, you know. Well, like, well what did you expect was well, going to happen? Yeah, because you had a condom on. I think that's different than, for me, we were like, oh, maybe we won't. And then it's like, oh, it turns out maybe you will. <laughs> um, both times. But I wasn't being careful at all. The fact that you guys were being careful, that's just, that's just a lot. I remember going through my divorce and having sex and not using protection and thinking immediately, how am I going to go through this situation and be pregnant? Like, it's the only time I could ever think about, if I am pregnant, I'm going to be upset. Like, even to this day, I would take another kid. But at that point, just thinking, no, 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 please, period, God, that. Yeah. Well, and it was like, we thought we were done, so I had, like, my one daughter had finally finished potty training. <sighs> Um, my one daughter had just started kindergarten mm -hmm. or actually, no, she was older than that. She wasn't, she wasn't in kindergarten yet. Um, and so we were like kind of, you know, exiting that, that the baby, the baby, baby phase. Stage. And I was like, and I've just gotten rid of everything that I owned that was baby. Cause you weren't having any Cause I wasn't kids. having any anymore. So I got rid of my stroller. I mean, I literally got rid of like everything. And, um, so it, it was like, I, I was like, check. Mm -hmm. Kids, check. I got two. Check. I checked the list off, but there was obviously an asterisk at the end of that check. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, uh, da, 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 da. you thought you were done. Um, and your husband was happy because he oh, obviously he wanted another kid yeah, that you didn't know that, and it was a boy. When we went to our ultrasound, like Tom was so totally jazzed. He was my husband was just he was jazzed. He was so excited. You to just used the word jazzed, by the way. I did. Joe called and was like, "Please, okay, just use it." Uh, so were we, there bedazzlements around? There were no bedazzlements at all. You didn't have a bedazzled vagina at the time. No, if anything, it was my eyes rolling in the back of my head. Okay, so they did my they did my ultrasound. We found out that we were having a boy and. He was like over the moon and like telling everybody and it was all excited. And I was like, whatever, here's your picture. I got to go to work. Yeah. Peace out, yo. Mm -hmm. See you later. Mm -hmm. And it really upset him that I was not super, super excited right. about having this baby. And 
So that was, and but I think there's different reasons why people like that happens to them. Some people, you know, having a baby unplanned is not a big deal. They're like, okay, well, I'm already, mm-hmm. whatever. It's that? you know, it's okay. It's all right. It may not have been, you know, it was it was God's plan and. And we'll just roll. With the we'll punches. just roll with the punches. And there was just a lot of emotion for me mm-hmm. in that situation. And so I think everybody's situation is different about how they respond to that. But I think if you weren't planning on having any more kids and you find out that you're having another one, it can it can be very devastating. Mm-hmm. And it took me like three or four years before I, before I finally recovered. And probably six, probably five years before our marriage recovered from that. Mm-hmm. Because there were some things that had happened before that pregnancy that were already causing a strain there. And then this was just like one more thing mm-hmm. that was adding to that. So not that everyone's marriage will be impacted that way, but... Um, but uh, absolutely possible. I mean, uh, yeah. I feel like every marriage is impacted with a child. Oh, yeah. No absolutely. matter what. Mm-hmm. And not always... In a positive way. A positive way. way. Probably more often than not, there is at least some negative impact even if you do plan on having a child, yeah. like having a baby is a huge adjustment. And even if it's just lack of sleep, lack of time, but lack or just like a change in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be from the male or the female, the mom or the dad or the one spouse or the other spouse. Yeah. It's, you know, you think that it's going to be this amazing, wonderful time. And then all of a sudden no one's sleeping. Everyone's yeah. crying. And there's yeah. not enough time in the day, and it's emotionally draining, whether it be from hormones or lack of sleep or just the the different the expectation that you had is not being met of what you thought that this life would be like. Yeah. And then going into I can I can't I can't imagine actually going into another pregnancy thinking this is not what I had planned, not what I wanted, and I am on a completely different, my, I'm in a completely different mindset than yeah. what my spouse is. Oh, yes, absolutely. And I, I think the other thing was that um, I'm not a pregnancy person. There are people that, gosh and gosh, and they love to be pregnant. It. And it's their, it's their paradise. And for me, none of my pregnancies were ever like, oh, here, babe, relax and put up your feet. Right. It was like, no, I'm just bigger and and I'm just going to more uncomfortable. vomit if you don't mind. And right. then everything's going to swell. So I'll just be over here yeah. being disgusting while you live a totally normal life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Well, even the girl when the girls when I was pregnant with them, I would I have pictures of myself, you know. But when I was pregnant, there's only two pictures of me when I was pregnant. And there's tons of pictures of when I was pregnant with the girls. But when the last one I was only had like I think there's only like two Thomas two, maybe three pictures of me while I, I was pregnant. And because um, I just I didn't want I just didn't want to do that. I didn't feel like celebrating. And there I mean and the other thing I think about that I didn't like was I wanted to make the choice. I wanted to make the choice to choose to be pregnant. It was the lack of control well, that was more difficult. I think have I like looking back at it and like retrospect, like mm-hmm. had I been like, listen, I don't want any more kids, but if we do decide to have another baby, these are the things that need to happen totally. in order for this to take place, which means I need to quit my job. I mm-hmm. knew I kept telling my husband, if there's a number three, I said, I don't want to work anymore. It's too hard 
between preschool schedule, mm-hmm. school schedule, homework. Like, yep. it's just, it's share a lot. Day. Yeah, share, oh gosh, share day. Share day. <laughs> I've got something to share with you. Um, <laughs> um, you know, all those things. I just, I didn't want to have to work and do that at the same time. So had we had that more honest and open conversation, like, okay, yes, one of us does want to have another baby. The other one's saying no. And I would have said yes. I had probably had that conversation happen. And we've been like, okay, this is the plan. This is this okay. is the plan. And this is important to you. Yeah. So you listen to my concerns. I'm okay with baby number three, but only under these circumstances, which means we, mommy doesn't work. We find a way to, to take care of all this, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And when we had the girls, I had in-house, in-home childcare for them. Like my cousins were here. I had family here. So right. they watched my kids until they went to preschool. But with him, they were all, everybody was gone. And so I had to find care. But had we had a plan, and I'm one of those people, like, I want, gave me the plan. Mm -hmm. Let's execute the plan. Let's develop a process. Mm -hmm. Let's get a systematic, let's roll this implementation out. Right. Let's implement (laughs) this. Let's implement this. Had that conversation happened, it, it would have turned out so vastly different. But because it was a very unexpected, abrupt, abrupt, yes, abrupt transition, it did it did not roll out that way. Has anyone ever, like, you've had this conversation? You said, "Yeah, this is not what I expected. It's not great. I'm not happy or excited about it." Has anyone? reacted to you like but this is such a gift and you should be so happy and blessed that you've had yes and then I would just proceed to close my mouth and roll my eyes and scream obscenities in my head which I will not speak to the person sitting next to me okay yeah so what have people said to you like you should just be so lucky that you're pregnant you know I think it was just very generic like that was like oh we should just be happy that the baby's healthy or like this is a blessing and you know and I just, I think the part of it was, I just didn't want to hear it. Like mm-hmm. I was, I can tell you like immediately after I found out I was pregnant, it was like someone turned the switch and it was in the, if you have a penis, don't come talk to me. Don't look at me. Don't, I don't care if you're not my husband. Mm-hmm. If you speak a word to me, you will die. Okay. Okay. I had a sales guy who was a, one of our salesmen who was like, after I had my son, he was like, wow. He's like, I really thought you were mad at me for like 18 months. And I was like, no, it was just because you're a man. Right. And I was pretty much angry at every person. And you, all of you did this to and me. And all of you did this to me. And, mm-hmm. and the only saving grace was the boss that I had at the time um, was the one who, he would take me to the gym every day. Mm-hmm. Every day at 10 o'clock. He had like a private um, trainer. Mm-hmm. And so he took me to the gym every single day, up, almost up to about about the time that I delivered. I worked all the way up until I delivered. Did you do that with the girls? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, with, so I had like an arrangement where I would like work par- partially from home, but then I had like a nursery set up in my office where mm-hmm. he would come with me to the office Okay. and, and stay there with me so that, you know, I could take care of him while, mm-hmm. while he slept, then it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, as the husband, you don't have to take your baby to work. No, 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 no. You know, so there was a, those are the things that I was thinking about. This is this the, the impact, the tangible impact having having on your space is very, very minimal. It's discomfort, but for me, it's like there are so many parts of my life that's now going to be unfolding and changing and being different. And now we've got one more person, one more relationship, and it's like getting all those relationships to work together and. 
you know, the girls were ecstatic. The girls were over the moon happy. My oldest daughter was praying that God would send her a baby brother. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's like getting a puppy. It's so exciting oh. at first. And then you're the one picking up poop and paying for the vet bills and mm -hmm. feeding them every morning at 6 a.m. Not that we're comparing dogs mm -mm. to baby boys. No, no. I mean, it's close, but not... But, I mean, still having any, whether it's, whether, yes, yeah, <laughs> whether it's, you know, a newborn baby or a, a small puppy, I mean, they both have needs. Right, right. And they are immediate, and and it changes the way your and family so functions. Cute. They are so cute, and it changes the way you function. And the girls were very excited, mm -hmm. very excited. In fact, that excitement didn't wear off until he was probably about two and a half, three years old when he was starting to get into their stuff. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then it was like, wait a minute. Should have thought about this. this a little bit right. longer. Um, so I, I think that was, you know, so they were happy about it. You know, um, everybody else around me was happy about it, but I wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. And so at that probably in hindsight, I probably should have started going to therapy. But I didn't because I was too busy working and taking care of two or three other humans in mm -hmm. my family to make time to do that. Mm -hmm. It feels so, really selfish when you have so many people depending on you. It does. And I think part of it, you know, part of it's a financial aspect, whether you have the money to do it and whether or not your spouse is attuned to the need for you to self-care and to understand that it's important for you to love yourself in a balanced and healthy way. Were you putting that on yourself though? If you had said to him, I need to go, I need an hour once a week to be able to go, or two, let's say two mm -hmm. hours, because you need to drive there and back. Yeah. To do this, do for I think, me, do you think your spouse would have been supportive of that? I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. I think that he was in a very difficult place in his, his own life, that it would have been... I don't. I really don't know. Because your spouse has gone through some things that we won't talk about now. We won't because talk about now. it's no. not our business to do so. Okay, so that's fair. Those things, because you know what they are. Yeah. But he's gone through some very difficult things, and I think that that combined with... I don't think that he really knew how to handle my emotional response, was, which didn't help me because it just put more pressure on me to be here for everybody. I, I could never relax or let go mm -hmm. because it's hard when you have a three-year-old and a five-year-old, you know, you're in the yeah. throes of preschool and kindergarten and it's so hard. You know, I remember just packing lunches every night is exhausting. <laughs> I, right? I, yeah. I remember. And you're never going to be right. No, no matter what you pack, it's wrong. It. Oh, well, I guess I just tell my kids there's starving children in Afghanistan who would be happy to eat that. That's fair. Okay, see the day. <laughs> but I remember being pregnant and, and my second daughter and my son's birthday is only a month apart. Mm -hmm. I remember being pregnant and my older daughter was starting kindergarten and I had forgot how early school started. I literally almost forgot the first day of school mm -hmm. because of course you have pregnancy brain. Oh, absolutely. So, Which is a real thing for any listener that has not had a child. Yes. Pregnancy brain is, is a thing and it doesn't go away after you have your child. And um, I so remember maybe they're older. trying to get her and her sister in the car and uh, there was no parking in front of school because it's the first day of school. So there's n and then we were at public school, so there's no carpool, no place to park. We had to park on the back side of the school, down in the neighborhood. And I'm like probably six or seven months pregnant, 
with my three-year-old and we're trying to rush to like the first day of school. I didn't get to do the first day of school picture for kindergarten. Right. Because the bell was about to ring in like 10, five, five minutes. Mm-hmm. So, and there were just things that like, I felt like I was missing out on things because had I not been pregnant, it's like, if only mm-hmm. this, if only things had been different than this, but you can't live your life in the if only. At some point we all have to emerge from the if only. And so how long did that take you? I would say it would probably be a good three years mm-hmm. before I finally like was able to start making my peace with the life that I had. Mm-hmm. And that's something when I had talked to my mom, I, and I had just literally, like right before I got pregnant, I had finally lost all my baby weight. I was finally super healthy, like, and I had problems with my back. And I had finally was pain-free. Mm-hmm. Pain-free. So anybody who's ever experienced chronic back pain, or any pain, and when that pain is gone, it is like freedom. Mm-hmm. And I felt like all my freedom had been taken away. Okay. And I remember talking to my mom about that, and she was like, you know, when you grieve something, it does, it takes like three years before you finish that grieving process. It's about a three-year process before that grief is done, and I think I was grieving for the life that I had had. I was grieving for the body that I had had, because now I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, Which... For not all of us, is oh. amazing. For not, <laughs> and for those who are... Some of us can't keep our pre-baby body even after... Mm-hmm. after Ten years. It's what? just literally ravaging, but... But I think there, there are some people who love being pregnant, and if that's what you love, then that's great. But I don't think it's wrong for people yes. who don't love that. That was not my experience. It's, it's okay to say, you know what, I don't. I would rather be in the delivery room delivering a baby... Any day. Mm-hmm. Delivery was like Right. Boom. I could do the weeks. Ten o'clock baby's after. out, you know, over and done with. Mm-hmm. But don't ask me to be pregnant for forty weeks because I'm in misery. Pregnant I remember and delivery is just not for me. I don't mind the delivery part. That part I can get through. It's like only for the it. day. That's it. You're done. You're over with. It's not even a whole day. So all of it sucks. Oh, I could do the I could do the sleepless nights where I could just stare at the baby all night long and just go into psychosis because I'm so tired but just give me a little dose of baby face and I get oh they're so cute they smell good and they're warm (laughs) but I think that there's a difference like people people like for some people they really love babies my sister is someone who really like when we were growing up and we we, she would serve a nursery at church because she just loved being Mm -hmm. with the babies I was like throw me some kindergartners Mm -hmm. throw me some give me some people who can vocalize Mm -hmm. and tell me what it is that they need because that's I got that um, but I just was never like, and that's okay. And I think that if you're listening to this and you say, I don't really love the tiny baby, baby face. That's okay. That's a okay. It doesn't mean that you don't love your baby. I think that's the, the, mm-hmm. yeah. Like after you still 12, love your child. You're the worst. Like I love my kid, but it's, it's just not my skill set. But I, I think like I did not love the baby stage. I love me a toddler stage, even though they suck the life out of you. Ugh. It's all different. It's all relative to where you're. Yeah. It's all a different hard. It's a baby who does not yes. sleep. It's a baby who does not latch on. It's a baby who doesn't can't have the right formula. It's a Just then it's a toddler that easy. needs the full graham cracker. God forbid you break it in half, or you give them a granola bar that's not in the wrapper all the way. Or you don't peel off all the special piece of the extra pieces on the banana. Or he doesn't get to choose yeah. the plate. And then it's the six-year-old, you seven-year-old. You have to get water yeah. out of the fridge and not a water bottle. Right. There's just, 
They're all they're all suck. All of them. They suck some portion of your life out. Mm-hmm. It's a new and different. Every time. Every time. Every single it, every stage is different and hard and in its own way. And they you love them to the depths of your soul and then you wanna also punch them in the throat. There's just no <laughs> words to describe that amount of um, just pure disdain and also I cannot live without you. Mm-hmm. There's just absolutely no words for it. It's a love you and then I hate you. It's like the Barbara Streisand song. Please sing it. I don't know the words to, but it's, it says it's like it's like I love you then I hate you. And mm-hmm. if you should find that, it's fine. You should play it. I should because that that's what be it's. Intro. It's I love you then I hate you. But and I think the thing is, is that, you know, some you have good days and you have bad mm-hmm. days. Uh-huh. And I think that you have to find, you have to learn or find a way to find contentment. And I just wasn't in that space. Mm-hmm. Like, I was not in a place where I was like, you know what? This is really hard. And I've been through a lot of really difficult things as a kid. I was just, I was struggling to find joy in the moment. I was f- struggling to find contentment. And so I would say if you find yourself in a pregnancy where that was unplanned and unexpected and one that you really didn't feel like you were prepared or ready for, find some way to find gratitude and joy and contentment in that situation and realize it's not for forever mm-hmm. which is hard to say except when you're in that moment yeah, pregnancy always feels like forever. it feels for forever um but i think had i been in a space where i had those those things being shared with me um on a regular basis then it probably wouldn't have felt so burdensome mm-hmm. and um, had my husband and I been in, uh, had our marriage been in a better place, it probably wouldn't have had such an impact on me. But on the flip side of that, there are things that I didn't learn about myself until I had my son. Mm-hmm. There were things about my personality and about how I respond to stuff, and and realizing that that realizing the impact of my choices and my behavior was having on these other little humans, mm-hmm. and. And I was grateful for that. It put me, as Amber says, on the, what was it, the edge of growth or... Oh, what was it? The oh. precipice of growth or the cliff of growth. <laughs> or, wow. Or... Did you say that? Or what, so what was the what was the term you used? So I, poignant. I had a coaching and it said on the, I want to say it's cusp of Cusp growth. of growth. It's your growth, your edge of growth. Edge of growth, yeah. So uh, I, he pushed me well over the edge there were things there were there was a place that I needed to go to and grow into but I couldn't have done those things if I hadn't had him Mm -hmm. and and I'm somebody as you know who really is very connected and and has a deep faith and I believe that while I was not prepared for that and I was really angry at God for a very long time Mm -hmm. like I did not want to go to church I did not want to read my bible I didn't want to be more angry at God or at your husband I felt probably more angry at my husband Mm -hmm. um I was angry at God for a really long time. I felt like, how could you let this happen to me? But remember, but our, also your husband didn't plan on the condom no, breaking. No, he didn't. He didn't. Right. But, but he I had a unless reaction. he did, was there an exacto knife? No, there wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think it was something that I just um, somebody's got to. It's got to be somebody's fault. So we wanted to. We yeah. want to hold somebody else accountable. Right. And. Sometimes I love, I, someone else, I heard this, sometimes we take other people's insecurities and we weaponize them and use them against somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so I use that lovely thing as a weapon against my spouse, which was not a good idea. So if you're listening to this, do not do that. (laughs) It has very terrible results. 
But, you know, I felt like God had kind of abandoned me and left me here. But I couldn't, I was so myopic. I could only see what was right in front of me. I couldn't see so far down the road that I could see, oh my gosh, there's growth that needs to happen. And and this is the catalyst for change. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't willing to accept that. And when I finally got to the place where I made my peace with that, and I was like, and I finally came to a place literally like my neighbor had kept telling me and telling me and telling me. I literally came to a day and I was like, I told my son, I could not have lived my life without you. And I'm so glad. And then I'm so glad that you were born and I don't regret you. And you are my sweet baboo. And, but I came to that point where I had, I actually mentally and emotionally had come to a place where I had embraced him, Mm -hmm. even though I was going through the motions and we were doing school and doing life and doing all this stuff. I finally came to a place probably about three years after he was born where I was like, I'm glad that you're here and I'm glad that you were born. And, and I, I could not have imagined my life without you. Mm -hmm. And it, it, but he was the catalyst for change. And sometimes the catalyst for change in our life doesn't always come in the vehicle that we expect. Mm -hmm. And so if you're listening to this and this is happening to you right now, maybe this is the catalyst for change. You just can't see that far down the road to see how, what the outcome is going to be. And, but it changed my life. And I mean, it did take my husband and I a very long time to get over that because I did hold that against him for a really long time, which I do not recommend. I recommend (laughs) finding a good family marriage therapist, getting the help that you need and, and working that out and, and being able to have some really good communication so that you don't hold on to that, um, in your heart for too long. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes those things get planted in your heart and they find deep, deep roots and you don't want that to happen because it'll destroy your marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, But my husband now and I have, have, I finally come to where I have forgiven him for what I thought that he was doing to me. And it wasn't about the fact that he got me pregnant. Like I said, he didn't, oh my goodness, I'm just going to do this (laughs) thing to Shirley and I'm, uh, yeah. But um, I was probably more upset about the fact that he, you know, wasn't honest with me about his own desires and his own desire to have another child. And there just wasn't that dialogue. And But I finally came to a point where I forgave him and told him that I didn't hold him responsible for all that. And then, and it literally changed our marriage. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, now we're in a much better way and things are improving for him on that personal note. Things have changed a lot for him and he's making some different choices, but... Sometimes what looks like an obstacle and it can actually turn into an opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. And had I been adept enough to listen to what was going on in my heart when I got pregnant with him, I would have been like, I need to leave my job. And we have nine months to figure out what that's going to look like mm-hmm. because I really need to leave. And But I didn't. I was too busy being bitter mm-hmm. <laughs> about mm-hmm. the whole thing. Instead of relating that I was only poisoning myself and the people around me and and that I, I needed help, mm-hmm. you know. And if you are the, the spouse of somebody who maybe your wife is pregnant and she's acting this way, the best thing you can do is, and you see that, she needs help. You need to say, babe, there's this is definitely wrong. You, you need to go get some help. And it's if this isn't healthy for you and... I get it if you're angry at me and all that stuff, but we, we need to find a place for you just to talk about what's happening and get some therapy. And if had that happened, then 
I probably, I don't know. Probably if my husband maybe or maybe not had told me that I needed therapy, I might have, might have not Punched him in the face? I might have punched him in the throat, yeah. <laughs> but had, like, my mom been there and she would have been like, you know, or my sister or my cousin, she would have been like, you, you need, this is unhealthy. What's mm-hmm. happening here is unhealthy and you need to go take care of that. My mom actually at one point was really afraid that I was just so upset about it that the rejection that I was feeling inside was actually going to cause me to miscarry. Really? Yeah, that's how intense it was. But I didn't because that's just not our family history. Like, that's... It's like the baby... Ha- you get pregnant like someone breathes on you. And mm-hmm. when I got pregnant with my oldest daughter, I thought, oh, it's going to take a really long time. So mm-hmm. we got... We got, we got we plenty got, of we got time. time mm-hmm. Before this, this, little, this little one's going to show up. And... Um, uh, because everyone we knew was having a really hard time being pregnant. Every couple that we knew that we had friends with, it was, it was like months, and they were struggling with infertility, and mm-hmm. blah, 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 and I'm thinking, okay, well, we probably got time. Maybe this won't happen for us. Literally, like, a month after we decided to, like, make this, mm-hmm. like, venture into this, I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And it happened. So I was, like, I was in shock. Mm-hmm. I told my mom, I was like, I called her, I was like, I'm pregnant. How did this happen? I was like, how did this happen? <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, and, but my mom was someone who was the same way. My sister's the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, you build on them and then they're very fertile. Yes, very, very fertile. Fertile, fertile. fertile. Yes, very much so. And so that's why I knew. And I guess maybe I knew instinctively in my heart that if my husband did not get a vasectomy or I, we didn't make some sort of decision about that, that I was going to get pregnant. Somehow in the back of my mind, I knew it was coming but I was trying to tell myself a lie. <laughs> I see what you did there, coming. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Okay. No? Am I the only one? I mean. Clearly I not. Was, well, I am spouseless. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, but I Very think, hard, apparently. Ew. Yes. Gross. Again. Gross. Why did you bring it I up, then? I can't stop. I can't. I, I would just say, you know, you have to not roll with the punches, but find acceptance. Yeah. Find contentment find joy even how no matter how small it is find something to be grateful and thankful for maybe it's your feet didn't swell that's what i would say like if you're in that in that phase of life then those are the things that will probably really help you to make it through that um but yes at the in the end i did end up embracing that and and i do i love my son i do of course you do he's the sweetest and he he also likes to come into the living room start making funny noises and then lay face first on the ground and everybody looks at each other like what the heck is going on and then finally dad says he's a transformer that's right oh okay okay it's all coming together now but all of a sudden like it's like and then he's on the ground and we're like what just happened yes i forgot actually forgot he broken no and he's a transformer he's a transformer and he transformed me he does you know, so yes. I think that's... I see what you did there. That was oh, good. So He's a sweet, sweet boy. He is a sweet, sweet boy. And so, like I said, every 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 situation is different. Mm-hmm. Every emotional response is different. But if you find that you're in a bad way and anger and bitterness is creeping into your heart because you had this event that has happened that was unplanned, then get some help, make peace, mm-hmm. find some gratitude, find some joy, find find something good inside of it and know that it's not for forever mm-hmm. and there will be something for you on the other side right you know and I think that's the important thing to take away from it and so now you guys are happy as a clam and and it's all wonderful it's all rainbows uh, well is it really all rainbows never it's never rainbows um sometimes there 
things were a lot better, a lot better in our family. Um, I yell less now because I'm not so angry on the inside. That was what was happening. I was getting upset. I was more upset with my, my husband than I was with the baby, but it was just coming out on everybody. Mm-hmm. We call it emotionally vomiting on people. Mm-hmm. If so, you will. If you will. Um, so that would happen. And so it did impact our, our girls, but there was a really sweet, sweet moment with my daughter. You talk about recovery and coming out of that was like after that three year mark or whatever, um, I, my, my middle daughter, you know, she's a little more on the sensitive side and she would cry about stuff. And I remember coming into her room one day and she was upset about something. And I, I don't know what had happened, but I came to her and I told her, you know, she was not more than five. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I said, does it, does it hurt your feelings? I said, when mommy gets angry and she yells and stuff like that, and she nods her head yes. And I said, I, and literally, and so by now she's old enough to vocalize mm-hmm. some of the feelings that she had when she was three, but she couldn't tell me. And she was telling me, you know, yeah, it really hurt my feelings. And I felt like this and I felt like that. And I like literally sat down next to her bed. I was like, honey, I'm so sorry. I said, will you please forgive me for doing all those things? And she's like, Mommy, I forgive you for all Aww. that. And and it was just like a, such a sweet and tender moment that children are flexible. And and if you are vulnerable to them, they'll be vulnerable back to you. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a really important thing. Um, and know that what you feel on the inside, even though you think you're holding it on the inside, it really is coming out to everybody else on the outside. Right. Even if you're not aware of it. Yeah. Other people see it. You may not see it, but other people see it. I remember my mother-in-law, who I worked with at the time, I went into the office, and um, she said something to me about that I was, like, not being very nice and being kind of bitchy, and I said, yeah, I know I'm a bitch, and I don't care, so just deal with it. Wow. <laughs> walked back into my office. Never. And um, and that was the end of it. I mean, we're, 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 we are very good friends and everything, but I made no, I did not hide the fact that I was upset. Mm-hmm. Everybody around me knew it, and it was not a little secret that I was hiding on the inside. I was angry on the outside and angry on the inside. Mm-hmm. But um, but realize that those things are, it may feel good in the moment to let it out, but it is can have a, a more lasting impact on the people that are around you, especially if you still, if you have children mm-hmm. already, mm-hmm. and they're being impacted by that um, change in relationship, and and your hormones are just a bunch of craziness. When you're pregnant. What? I don't know what you're talking about. No, never. I got like probably three months ago at Costco. They had the um, freeze dried food kits for like hiking and stuff. What? Like a sixty four or something. Like was, you just bought that randomly? It was. They had it. It was there, and I told him I was like, you know, we really should buy this in case like there's an earthquake or something like that, and maybe we don't have. So we have like like the ones we got for our Sierra hiking trip. Yeah, I have a whole box of them in my house. Don't, don't tell people; they're gonna um, rob you for it. <laughs> they're gonna gunpoint. But I also know where to go when we need food. So yeah, so I have like it's a whole the box of that. Paper I was concerned about. Oh, somebody posted on the internet about that. Why people? Why was the the thing was why is everybody taking ta- toilet paper? And because something in the articles like the Washington Post or CNN or something was saying that. It's actually like human nature. Like you, you, you know that like canned foods, right? Like if you don't have uh, canned beans, then there's corn or something right. else to choose from. But there is no, no substitute for toilet yes. paper. Yes, there are sheets, water, and I mean, pine cones. Yeah, Gross. not one that's like even 
even no, you're remotely. Right. Yeah. Right. You're right. Like, um, I'll use Kleenex and we'll just throw it in the... But no, I don't can, want to. You can flush Kleenex. I don't want to, but I would. Right. So maybe we should uh, regroup in, like, another week or so, or in 14 days. Yeah. Right. And say, see how everybody's doing. See if we're all alive. I think yeah. it would be what? really fun to do, like, a part one, part two, part three, because things are going to get great, like... Coronavirus? In seven days, it's going to change immensely. Like, in Santa Clara, yes. it's tripling. Yes. I mean, it's doubling almost every night mm-hmm. in the, for the last three days. Mm-hmm. So every time, and they said that there's notorious underreporting and under-testing. So it's only a matter of time. If it's tripling how many hours away from us, it's going to come down. We're going to, there's going to be people, we had emails from people saying, um, we're extending our his leave for two more weeks for personal reasons. Please do not call. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yep. He just came back from Italy or something like that. It's yeah, we're all screwed. But and that's I'm, why we're doing this at work now is the social distancing because there isn't I'm a vaccine. I'm not even worried about the virus hurting my family. What I'm worried about is the f- effect the virus has globally and citywide. On like market and availability because of goods. Because if it continues, how long is it going to double? Until, you know, when does it well, stop and are soon. they going to start shutting things down? No, I, because the weather is going to turn warmer. And the, with the warmer weather, the flu, the rate of flu goes down. It's just like any other flu season. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I say that now, actually not knowing anything because right, nobody because knows anything about it. that's what I've been saying it. for the last two weeks, and it continues to get worse and worse and worse. I'm like, the flu kills more, and da da da, da. There's no real reason to Actually, worry. rabies have killed more people than this. But we should all be so lucky to be able to stay at home with our kids. Yes. I know. You guys, think about your ancestors next time you're feeling a little bit, like, irritated. Just Raising their six kids, homeschooling them. Just think about the ancestors. Don't devalue your children, everybody. Right. And don't drink a lot of alcohol to cope with it. You know what? I don't even mind that someone doesn't feel like that's the best way to parent, but just say it in a way that's not so disgusting. Right. It's okay to say, like, oh, I actually like hanging out with my kids and taking because care of my I kids. Good for do. you. Yeah. I actually like being home with my kids, and there's things that I am really looking forward to. But I'm not the dipshit who thinks everybody else should feel that way, too. Right. I'm also scared to death to try to work from home and make money and exhaust my PTO. And guess what? Kids are hard. And I could still like them. And I could still make jokes about it. And I could still drink heavily. Those can all be true, biatch. Sorry about that, you guys. <laughs> I just feel like it's just... You need just to get that out there. Not today. Not not today, Siege the Day. Not today. No, try me again on another day, but I'm too sharp right now. I got one for you, Jamie. What? And that is, you know what? Children are humans, just like everyone's humans. And you know what? Relationships are hard, no matter how big or how small the person is. That is absolutely accurate. And I'll thank you for that words of wisdom. (laughs) And on that note, pregnant whore. (laughs) (laughs) Not anymore. Rapid husband penis. What? Not going to happen. Good night. Good night. If you've gotten this far, good for you, but please go check on your kids. They're probably not safe at this point. They've been left alone for too long. Yeah, they may not even be home. Thanks for listening. We appreciate your support. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms. We would also love if you could rate our podcast too. Mm